This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more. So welcome everybody to another episode of the Rumashes Clubcast. Here is what you have to look forward to in tonight's episode. One more time, give us a fresh Hayes, Hayes, black as a doll, Hayes. Welcome, Craft Beer. My name is Donnie. This is the Craft Brews Geek News Podcast here live at Florida Craft Beer Day. Yeah, all right. So um, we uh, we just fired up the, the cans here, and I'm joined today by Mr. Uh, Broodboy813. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm alive and well. I survived the night, and I'm going to thrive through the day. All right, we'll see. Mr. Lausman, how are you? I had no difficulty surviving the night. <laughs> I drove here at a very reasonable pace. I don't know what Ryan's deal is. No. You followed the speed limit only yeah. two miles over? Yeah, well, it's a Prius, though. So. Okay. Well, and, and we Good are joined... We are joined by one special guest today, Mr. Joe Smith from our This Week in Geek. Joe, how are you? Good, good. My night was also very mild-mannered. Yes. <laughs> Go to bed on time. I know you're mild-mannered nights. Yeah, yeah very <laughs> quiet. Very, very mild, very mannered. So, Ryan, it is Florida Craft Beer Day. Where are we? We are here at Soggy Bottom Brewery down in Dunedin, one of the many breweries that are down here. But this place especially, I love to come to. I think they have amazing craft beer. I think the layout is perfect. Uh, really fits your your awesome uh, brewery profile, so so to speak. And we're going to be uh, joined by Cade here in a little while. If anybody listened to our uh, fantasy football podcast, you guys know who Cade is. He's actually wearing a kilt for this special occasion. For Florida Craft that. Beer Day? For Florida Craft Beer Day. He <laughs> said, I'm going to wear a kilt for Florida Craft Beer Day for the podcast. I was like, you how, do you, bro. How do you think that feels? Freeing. <laughs> like, does it, but but <laughs> Drafty does at it? times. Does it? Could be drafty. Yeah. It would, it would be drafty for, for pouring draft beer. Wow. Surprisingly oh. comfortable. I've never worn one, but, like, do you put undies on very? I feel like I should. A, a Scotsman like never tells. <laughs> <A> Scotsman never tells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. I guess that makes good sense. Um, okay. All right. So, yes. Yeah, so, we'll, we'll dive in a little bit to Soggy Bottom and Absolutely. why and how and Cade, whenever he's got a time. Actually, we were, we were all by ourselves about an hour ago, and, then, and now it's a full brewery. <laughs> so, yeah, it's booming. Yeah, yeah, yeah buddy. And there's Good also things. there's also where so we're in, in sunny Dunedin, Florida. It's it's lovely outside. But there's also a craft festival. What is it, Joe? Uh, is it I a- believe there is a craft festival going on in okay. Dunedin, as well as um, the Bear Bourbon and Barbecue Festival over at Kersix and Park in downtown Tampa, as well as the first day of Renaissance Festival over uh, by Mosey in Tampa as well. There's Quite a bit going on in well, Tampa today. Absolutely. And not just Tampa, because, Laos, you were checking in on the front lines. Yeah, so the uh, also one of the largest uh, Civil War reenactments is currently ongoing <laughs> uh, in Olusky. Olusty? Um, ah. Yeah, that's up in North Florida. but uh, Yeah, somewhere near the Georgia line. Yep, we've yeah. got a correspondent live on the ground, but <laughs> I don't think we're going to hear from him. He's, we'll check in from him in a little bit. Well, they're going period specific, so we'll wait for the letter. But <laughs> That's what you're saying is it's a quiet day. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, I'm going to bring my drone next time to a Civil War reenactment. Uh, they are not allowed. <laughs> I know. I, I was Drones told. are not allowed. Yeah, they're not allowed. Really? Yeah. Period. Well, kind of makes sense. I you mean, think they, they didn't want to really get an aerial view during the Civil War. Uh, no, so. they didn't really exist. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't not exist yet. at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you know, so we're not talking Civil War times. But that's a great segue because we are talking about Florida Craft Beer Day. So no Florida Craft Beer Day would be um, complete without going through the history, which. The history of us, the three of us, Joe, you know, newest member of the team here, um, we have been doing Florida Craft Beer Day for five years now. Um, I can't so, it. Oh, well, actually, no. I think this is our fourth. Is this our fourth? This well, is our fourth. We've been doing the podcast for five. Right. We did, we did two craft beer days at the law firm. Yep. We did mm-hmm. one at Brew. Yep. We did one at Craft Life. This so is the this fifth. Is the fifth. Wow. Holy shit. Cheers, Cinco. boys. Wow. Cheers. Watch the Cheers. Just Cheers. right over yeah. top of the Mac. There you go. Yeah. All, all right. the equipment just got doused in beer, by no, the way. No, it did not. <laughs> I can't believe it's been five years. Five years. Five that is years crazy. of our lives. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Because yeah. we did. Well, because we did. We started, we started Florida Craft Beer Day before the podcast. Okay. Yeah. 
That's right. It was but before then, the podcast. That, oh, that's right. So Florida. So the podcast was birthed because because of Florida. Florida. <laughs> started. Yeah. Yeah. It's our baby. It's our yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to come into <laughs> the world, to be sure. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but the beauty of it is that in um, in 1897. Uh, the first southeastern United States brewery opened in uh, in Ybor City, and for those of you that aren't familiar with it, um, it was actually a, it was a huge to do, and it was during a time, again that that I couldn't even imagine 1897 like what. There- there weren't drones then either. No, there weren't, there weren't <laughs> drones then. <laughs> I'm just in case you're keeping track at home. Yeah, there I were just, none. I, I can't imagine. Like, it, it must have been such a weird time, but, but people needed beer. And, and the reason the brewery had started, I don't know if anybody read the book, um, the, A Brief Florida History, I think it's what it's called, or A Florida History, something like that, but A Florida Beer History. Uh, but essentially, the, the cigar rollers that were in Ybor City making cigars um, wanted to drink beer. And so... They started this brewery in downtown Ybor City, which was the cigar capital of, the, of, I guess, the world at that time, or not the world so much, but the United States, wanted to drink some beer. And so they made this brewery, and, and sure enough, it's still there today. The building is. Yep. Now, Swope Redante Law Firm is actually in the building and owns the building now. It's um, still a fascinating building. It is an incredibly oh, it's fascinating super cool. building. Yeah, yeah. It's it actually the tallest building in Ybor City. Is it really? It yep. is, yeah. It still is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we've been on that, we've been on that patio. Roof. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a patio on the roof, which is just incredible, because uh, Mr. Swope is, is just the man. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, that is so cool. And um, and so, yeah, we were lucky enough to celebrate there. Uh, but the brewery, during its operation, you know, it served uh, Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders yep. on their way through down to the Spanish-American War. Um, it's, it's really very cool. So February 15th. 1897. Let's just get a quick cheers for that, yep, I guess. I agree. Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, it's time it's to reach. We're at a big yep, table, guys. I'm sorry. Um, so at its height, the brewery was producing about 20,000 barrels of beer, or gallons, excuse me, of beer a year, which isn't a ton. Um, but they uh, they eventually shut down and were resold a couple times uh, over. But now it's, it's basically a historic building. And ever since then, we just recognize the economic the um the the growth the social impact social impact that that craft beer has provided for uh for the state of florida and for for the country i think when we first started doing this we were we were under five thousand breweries nationwide and now over seven thousand i think the last at number, least yeah. i think the, the last number i saw was 7200 breweries nationwide which is nuts that's a lot and that yeah. does include some people that started in their garage Just most people <laughs> that, that yeah. brew beer started in their garage do you think we always talk about this right now, but but every every year the number changes. Do you think that we're hitting a bubble? Do you think that we're hitting a, a threshold? No, I really don't. I, I I personally think that you know, I mean, people will always be innovative when it comes to a love and a passion, and you know, certain areas that are that are smaller that maybe don't have any craft beer. Somebody might just start out of the garage, and then all of a sudden, you know, a small community has a place to go and drink some local craft beer. So, really, it's it's. It's not a bubble per se. It's just if you're in distribution, yeah, maybe there's an issue with getting your product getting out squeezed there. out. But right? if you yeah. can survive yeah. in a small area and be okay being a small craft beer brewery like like Tim from Craft Life, who's now expanding and things of that nature, you know, you can really um, service a need for people that are local to your community. Yeah, you know, and that's where the best impact is. Yeah. What do you think, Joe? Um, well, I think that uh, Florida has had more breweries added in the last five years than it has in the last 50. Uh, the last count I saw was from 2018 where they had 285 breweries added in. I think the laws changed definitely, you know, especially like 64 ounce growlers uh, becoming legal as of five years ago. I think that had a huge impact on yeah. our growth. And I think that as long as somebody is making something that is delicious, that people will pay for. Yep. I think you will always have uh, a brewery available that will be able to push that. So um, I, I think you're going to see nothing but upward growth. I think you're going to see nothing more but um, people growing their breweries, growing their businesses, growing their brand. And you're also going to see an expansion of uh, historical heritage or, or heritage-based growth you're going to have people that are passing on the recipes from one generation to the next and that's where you're going to start seeing a lot of different varieties you're going to see a lot of uh, uh, just knowledge being passed down I yes guess. and if i if i can touch on what mm-hmm. joe said you know um providing communities with great craft beer one of the things that i just did last weekend was i got to i got the opportunity again for the second year to steward during florida's best beer and you know all different sorts of categories. I did uh, pilsners. I did international international pilsners as well. And what the judges do 
they, they score each beer that they taste, and they provide feedback to the breweries that submitted it. So even if the breweries didn't get to go to the next round or even win a medal, they got feedback from professional judges, Cicerone certified and all the way up, they can everything. And the goal to that is not just to medal, but to give the information back to the breweries so they can keep continually improving on the beers that they're brewing. I think that is the most fascinating thing because craft beer is very important to, you know, the economy, the people. Yep. And it's just a way to uh, really make sure that nobody's just putting a bad product out there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what we always talk about, too. Like whenever we I was I love pitching the like putting the bubble the bubble discussion out there because what ends up happening is it, it, we always we always all and Joe you said it Ryan you're saying it too it's like so like and we, we've also referenced in the past like the UK I think it's like there's a brewery per capita of like one point whatever or there's literally like eight like you could if you go a mile in a direction you'll hit a brewery right, right. and that's so, like that's like the UK so it's actually I have this number in front oh, of me so right. it, as of 2018 uh, Florida had 1.7 breweries per capita. So they had 1.7 breweries per 100,000 people. And it worked out that they have their fifth in production in the nation yeah. with uh, 1.373 million barrels. That, that works out to five 64-ounce growlers per adult per year. Wow. <laughs> yes. I can do that more than that. Just saying. I can do that. Yeah, well, I can do that in a week. And the, the 64-ounce growlers, too, are just part of, like, the regulation. Because Joe, you know, Joe brought that up as well as part of the, the historical piece of it. You know, we were involved in that. Like, we solicited Greg Staub and, and the, le- the Florida legislator to, to get 64-ounce growlers, we did. you know, sold. And, and, and it's cool as hell. And now we've got places like Brew. That, yep. that uh, you know, brew is in existence, pure not purely, but but I think it's a big part of having a sixty-four ounce growler fill. Are they, I, I personally think that the sixty-four ounce growler law change that they made, then the million dollars that were spent by lobbyists in twenty fifteen, and all the changes that were made, are directly driving the the growth of breweries in Florida. I mean, if you look back to two thousand one, when we made all the law changes, saying, okay, we're not going to limit that nineteen sixty-three law that said. You can only have bottles that are 8 or 16 or uh, 12-ounce, 32-ounce beers. Those are the only ones that are allowed to be sold in Florida. That was a law that was, excuse me, 1965. Um, They made that law as a change for Miller Brewing uh, because they decided to open a brewery in Georgia instead of Florida. And at the time, Miller was making a 7-ounce bottle. They they called them the pony bottles. They were very popular at the time. So Florida passed this law in 1965. Said, you know what? No, no seven ounces. You can have eight. You can have. You can have twelve. You have sixteen. But seven is just not right. Weird. So, but as a result, we were very much, I feel, behind the times when it came to the rest of the country in terms of beer production. And then in 2001, that all changed. You know, we went to. um, We started allowing 32 ounce bottles, but then at the same time, we wouldn't. We'd only allow less than 32 or more than more or equal to 128. So you can have the 64 ounce growler, but it you was, could have every you size. Could always get a Colt 45. You couldn't have a, you couldn't have a half gallon. You could have a gallon. You could have a, you could have a, you know a, a quart or a pint. You couldn't have a half gallon. It's just yeah. such a right. weird thing. But, such a but, weird law. But the whole transition in 2001, going away from saying okay, you can have a 22 ounce bottle. You you can't have a 40 because that's still in the range, but. You can, you can do 750s. You can do all these different craft-style bottles. Made it much more accessible for all the Floridians. So everybody had access to these bottles. And, and then for another 15 years or 14 years, um, we didn't have the 32-ounce. And we were the, actually the last state in the country that was able to switch over to a 32-ounce or a 64-ounce growler. Every other state could have a 64-ounce. We couldn't. So that... When you see the boom in 2001 and post-2001 of, of all the beer that was sold and all the different crafts and varieties that were brought into the state, and then you see the boom from 2015 to 2020 now of since the 64-ounce growler was, was allowed legally, um, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's incredible the numbers are growing. We went from being, I think, 44th or 45th in the nation to 5th. Fifth yeah. in can the nation in terms of brewers. Can I get a 128 ounce growler? That'd be nice. You've been able to get yeah, that you since can. You can. 2001, yeah. and that was that was what was so ridiculous they don't really about show that. Don't show too many uh, gallon growlers. No, they don't. They don't. They don't. <laughs> well, that was, was that was what was so ridiculous about it. It's like okay, you can get a gallon of beer, <laughs> right. and you can get a quarter gallon of beer. You can get a 32 <laughs> ounce. 
But a half gallon? No. no. Get no, out of here. That's no middle ground. You could, you could even buy two quarter gallons. So you could buy two 32s. That was 100% legal. But a 64? No, that's for sinners. Yeah. <laughs> it's, weird. it's amazing how far we've come. Well, and that, and that, goes, that goes to it. So just, just harken back to 1897. Wow. 1897. Just bizarre. Just bizarre. But, but that's what we hear. So, okay. So, so no we, drones. We've, We've covered that. No drones. <laughs> no, no drones. drones. Still. Not still no drones. Okay, so we're not of the drone era it's yet. A common thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we covered that. Okay. So that, that's Florida Craft Beer Day. So now, so now as we, a, t- a typical show we'll do is we'll go through what are we drinking, what are we going to drink. And so because this is a atypical Florida Craft Beer Day, as in we didn't make it a big event, we're not streaming live, we're taking a little bit low key because we're at a place like Soggy Bottom that is a little bit more low key. Ryan, just off the top of your head. Like, can you give us a little bit of, of just background on Soggy Bottoms? Because um, I, I do want to get – I keep saying Soggy Bottoms. I don't know well, why. I, you know, I'd, I'd love to get uh, – <laughs> Give him a second. Give him a second. I'd yeah, Cade. get Cade in. All right, we're gonna, real quick. He's really busy, so we'll, we'll you know, pick his brain. But, Cade, introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about the history of Soggy Bottoms. Oh, okay. Uh, hi, Internet. Uh, <laughs> hi, Cade. Great My intro. name's Cade, uh, bartender brewer here at Soggy Bottom Brewing here in Dunedin. Uh, April uh, will be our third year running. Uh, so we're going to do a big thing for that. Who knows what's going to happen? I'll probably be half naked. It's going to be fun. Oh, ladies. Uh, always wearing a kilt. <laughs> the question is, is there anything underneath it? That's what we have. Uh, we don't want to know. Scott's never tells. No, never, ever tells. Never, ever tells. So uh, Soggy Bottom's been around for a long time. It's uh, uh, Andrew Buckingham, uh, Lucas Rizzer, and Carrie Lamb are the three uh, majority owners on it. Uh, they're local Dean guys. Been around for a long, long time. We've all been friends, brewing for a long, long time. Uh, they started brewing back in 2011 in the old uh, Andrew's Garage. Uh, went from there, LLC did, I think, in 2013. Uh, took about three years to get the building going and everything, and then built everything up from scratch and by hand. So it's been a labor of love for a long, long time. And well, it definitely shows the breweries. Absolutely beautiful. Oh, I know. Like, and you've got a full crowd here. This is yeah, fantastic. Kate, we don't uh, want to hold you too long. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. Pop, in a minute. Yeah, pop, <laughs> <laughs> pop over when you can. Thank you so much for having yeah, us. Really yeah, appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much. Awesome. So we'll get Cade back out here, but um, what a great yeah, story! I, I think it's really yeah. awesome. I mean, well, you, 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 small, you, humble beginnings, exactly. as we always say. Because you, you referenced at the very beginning, at the top top of the show, you were like, um, "Yeah, you know, a lot of these started in garages." I'm like, exactly what he just said. Exactly, what he, and you started in your garage. I'm st- now you don't have a brewery a yet, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even have a garage now. Actually, I'm kind of going backwards in Carport. terms of brewing. Yeah, yeah, woo, but no, I don't have one of those either. <laughs> He's a parking. I was garage. actually thinking about moving mine to my back patio now that I've got rope lighting. Yeah, yeah, build a shed, a beer shed. A beer shed? Yeah, that'd be sweet. Will well, that be covered so under can, my homeowners insurance? No. Okay. <laughs> so you can see the yeast fully grow Absolutely. with all those LEDs. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Actually, no. You bring up a, a point. You don't want yeast to see light. Oh, really? Yes. It will destroy the beer. Yeah, it, hurt, it hurts oh. yeast. It hurts them. Yeah. And um, that's I, why I, the, okay, I am so what you call the unknowledgeable brewer. <laughs> I don't know the exact science behind it, but that's why you don't see clear bottles when it comes to beer. That's why they're brown. I know oh, the so it protects science. it from the I, I UV light. It protects it, and it can actually skunk a beer. No, well, so light so can skunk a beer. That's why Corona tastes like shit. <laughs> True. <laughs> no, that, that among other things. That's why you have to put a lime. That's why you have to put a lime in it. Exactly. Let's keep the flies out. But um, the glass bottle thing. The reason that light, like, because yeast is a living organism, as you're well Correct. aware, and so light essentially is just it, it attacks it, it degrades it, and it, it it deteriorates under light. So yeah, you don't want you don't want your beer or your yeast to see yep. light. It'll stress it out. It'll kill them. And uh, yeah, but thank you for Cage telling us about that. Ryan, what are you drinking? I am drinking their uh, their their lager. It's a it's actually beautifully done, very well balanced. A little bit on what the what is the lo- is it diff lager? Uh, I believe it is. Yeah, the diff lager. Yeah, okay. the diff lager right there. Um, beautifully done. A little bit hoppy. I like I like to have a little more hop in my lager. So I've 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 been really enjoying it. Plus, it's only five percent. And after the night that I had last night, I'll take it. I think I have a New England too, but yeah. So what's different? Maybe a shot of vodka. What's different (laughs) about it? Different as like compared to a Yingling, it has that. Okay, so let's just use Yingling for the perfect example. Sure. Um, It has that that balance, lager flavor profile, but then like I said, you can really get a taste of the hops. Four hits the cables. (laughs) Very (laughs) full flavored, rich rich in flavor profile. I should say. The warmer it gets, the more flavor profile I get. But that again, that rich. bitterness is there, which I like. So it's a good balance. It's weird. Yeah, it's different for a lager. It almost has like a. It's not lime, but it's almost like a citrus. Well, that's why it's the diff lager. Yeah. It's it's a different lager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey there. <laughs> oh, okay. I just <laughs> made up on that. Yeah. And Joe arrived. <laughs> hey, Joe. 
Boss man, what are you drinking? Um, so I have their Outlaw. Uh, it's their Amber Ale. and which it is was, what Joe suggested. It, yeah. Which is what Joe suggested. Matches Thanks, your Joe. beard. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I think I was called an outlaw just now. I don't really know. <laughs> uh, Does it match my bandana that's also covering my face? <laughs> You're a cowboy. Um, oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm on board now. Um, no, and it's, it was described by Cade as a American, uh, what is he called? An American Amber, I believe. Yep. yep. Um, and so I would say that's pretty accurate. Uh, it's actually a really good tasting per my normal review. It's good, um, but <laughs> it's good. <laughs> your, your review is going to be shut down to, is it the best beer in the world or the worst beer in the world? Yeah, that's pretty I much. Think that's yeah, how we should yeah, just do it with you. Yeah, the F, the F my review. The um, F my review. <laughs> um, but no, <laughs> yeah, that's, it, I like it. <laughs> what I liked about it was very, it's still an amber flavor, but it kind of leaned toward a brown. It had that kind of nuttiness huh. behind I'll, I'll it. Ra- I'll raise you one because so I So it could have been the... the um, the grains they use too. You oh know? yeah, I didn't get the nutty, but what I like is I don't like. Tra- I mean, traditionally on this, I've been very vocal that I don't like reds, I don't like browns, I don't, I don't like the ambers either. But that one drank almost. It drank more like an IPA, but it didn't have any of the bitterness, in my opinion, that that the IPAs have. I'd agree with that. And that's mm. like that. The, the ambers typically have like almost um, uh, like a caramel. Kind of like finish or like caramel, like Marza. What do you yeah. call it? Marzen. Marzen? Yeah. yeah, Marzen. Those are more like sweet, sweet. I'm talking about like like a brown ale, like somebody else referenced. Like the amber ales, biscuit. Me, they they have like a little bit of that sweetie nuttiness, but yeah, kind the, of a smooth, the, the, kind the, of a malty. Yeah, the nuttiness will come, I maltiness, believe, from a yeah. biscuit malt. And um, I don't normally like that, but I love that outlaw. Outlaw's good. It's we very, should all go to Vetterbrew sometime, where where I get my grains and stuff, and just do like a sampling of the grains because it's really interesting when you How actually drunk do you get off those grains. Though? You don't get drunk mm. off the grains. Oh. So, I'm out. But they do oh, usually have something going on. We'll, 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 we'll go when they've got. We'll, we'll go when they've got uh, beers on tap to, to sample. Usually, Ooh, Mike's in. always. <laughs> my plan's canceled. In. Yeah, my plan's canceled. But they've got all these different bins, and you can literally go and you can you can try a little bit of the grains, and you can really pick up on. The, the flavor profile. So, like, as a, as a brewer, I'm able to now detect kind of what grains were used in certain beers, like caramel, uh, 6080, or, or like well, I a, think, I think a that Brees, uh, Brees malt or even biscuit from, like, that nuttiness. And as, as, I think as you've grown as a brewer, you know, you've gotten better at that, too. Because I remember that. Yeah. I remember that when I, <clears throat> from my AB days. Like, you could, you, you know, it was very basic. It was, like, toasted, you know, barley, roasted, caramelized, and then, like, Blonde, yeah. early, essentially, and you, you could definitely taste the difference there. Absolutely, just like coffee, how you roast it. I know that Joe, you may not have the background of like brewing, but essentially, you roast barley like you roast coffee, and okay. so the darker the roast, the, the the more robust that flavor, right? And it, it's exactly the same. You don't grind it though, right? No, well, no. well, well, you, you, you do. You, you, you want to mill your you mill your grains because that's what gets them to you open don't up. Grind it, oh, okay. and then you basically just smush them together. Oh, or, so it's or or like an aromatic kind exactly. of. Okay. It opens it up yep. because the way that I just. The way that, that, that when you brew beer, you open up the grains because you want surface area. So you want the, the yeast to attack the sugars that are in those Correct. grains. Right. And so when you mill them, opposed to grinding them, um, there's more surface area because there's, there's pods that open and there's, there's pieces of it that kind of flake off and the seed itself kind of opens wider. Yeah. And that enables that yeast um, from the wort to get in there and actually attack whatever sugar's in there and then create alcohol. And, and so that's it's really that's, a beautiful so that's you, process. So that's where you get that flavor from as well. Yeah, well, yeah, you get it from the grains, but you can really, like I said, you can you can taste the grains, and then when you start drinking beer, you'll be like, "Holy shit, I've had this! I've had this grain before." You can start detecting what kind of grains they use in the beer. It, it was funny because I was I was talking to Cade, and I was like, "Hey, what's the difference between Peach Fuzz IPA and the Two Face IPA?" And he's like, "Well, we use a mosaic for ten minutes on this one. We use a Cascade for twenty minutes on this one." I'm like, "Well, that's and that's a hop difference." Yes, but the the grain he said was the same base. He goes, same base grains. It's the same base grains. We just we add. We, he said we literally add ten gallons of peach puree. <laughs> that was the biggest difference, <laughs> which I get. I it, and it and it shows. It's wonderful, but it was not overly peachy. Anyways, so you like it? I, I like. It. <laughs> yes, I say, yeah. No, I definitely do. It's uh, give it the standard uh, world's <laughs> best, Mister Lost Man. It's good. Okay, so. it's good or it's bad. That's your yeah. Vote it's it's good. Or it's bad. Okay, well, it's my segment. Joe, what are you drinking? So I have been uh, enjoying the Peach Fuzz IPA. Okay, just what Donnie was just talking about. Absolutely. Yep. And um, I have to say, I'm not an IPA guy normally. I, yeah. I, I started out as a malt forward kind of guy. I love the ambers and the browns and the reds and, and, and definitely a Belgian yeast, anything that's a double or triple. It's only in the last few months I've really been digging into these IPAs. 
And so I, I jumped over to this uh, Peach Fuzz IPA. I think it's a 7%. Um, absolutely delicious. Uh, nice, hoppy, mild, herbal flavor throughout the whole thing with a peach flavor definitely there, but it's singing the background. It's kind of sitting low. It's not in your face. It's, it's, it's really just kind of mild and reminding you like, oh, by the way, I taste like peach. So overall, I'd say it was a delicious beer, and I think I'm, uh, I just finished number three. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I loved it. I, I thought that was um, a really good beer, and that's how, that's how I was hitting on it. I'm like, and it's, it's the same as, because I had the Two-Face as well, Two-Face IPA here, and it's the same base, but that peach, just, it curbs that, um, the hoppiness, that sour, that tart. Gotcha. The yeah, there's, there's absolutely no tart to it whatsoever. There's, that's if, what I like there's a definite it. sweetness to it that I would say covers up the bareness completely the uh but it doesn't feel like it's in your face about it it's 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 i would call it a middle of the road ipa it's it's very enjoyable very drinkable and i mean you could sit i i see you drinking this on the beach in the middle of the afternoon in june now it's the best time to enjoy it do you think that um (laughs) okay just gave me a little uh, a little smooch on the, on the cheek. You know, do you think that'd be a good segue beer for somebody that's maybe uh, you know uh, not into IPAs or but like wants full flavor? You think it'd be a good segue you know, beer for somebody to step up into an IPA? You know, that's a great question. I think probably yes because it's not one thing I've found with IPAs is that they tend to be uh, hoppy to the point of acidic, which is something that I had to grow into that flavor. There. Yeah, the I had to. There. Yeah, I had to transition into that. And it was something that I wasn't wanting to lean into naturally. It was an acquired taste, and I don't very much care for things that are an acquired taste. Usually, I like yeah. to come to it naturally. So, um, but in terms of an IPA, if you're trying to explore, if you're trying to do something new, I definitely think this is a great beer to start awesome. with. This is definitely where you want to jump in, try it out, try a sample of it, see if it's something that you're going to be into. If it's not, maybe you want to step it down, go more towards an amber. Um, if it is something that you're into, maybe the next step you want to go for this is um, full in with a Northeast IPA or a Dipa yeah. or well, a I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say, those, those Northeast IPAs, the, the New England ones, like the Hazies and whatnot that you were just talking about, those are also good transition beers for folks that aren't necessessarily yeah. you know, a um, fans a of grapefruit. Some of, right, right. <laughs> yeah. some of those really taste <laughs> like they just doused a whole bunch of fucking orange juice or some mango or oh, something. Man, I just, just had like, juicy fruits. I love, but I don't. Three Sons had a beer that they had at brew called To the Bitter End. It was a Northeast IPA. And that was like drinking pure grapefruit juice. That no. thing was just <laughs> Sometimes they're, in they're your bad. face, yeah. nothing yeah. shutting down. I mean, it, was just, it, it was just grapefruit. Nope. And if, if, you, if, you're fresh to, if you're fresh to trying that hoppier kind of flavor, it was overwhelming. Like, it was too much. Now, I ended up getting a for a 64 effort. of it because it was, <laughs> it was like, oh, let's go to the extremes. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I love a good extreme, but, like, some of them do get a little bit brash. Donnie, what are you drinking? Well, good question. So, as you guys are well aware, I love coconut. And he so does. when I came here and saw they had a toasted coconut, and then when I was reading through the, sh- the notes, it's one of their flagship beers, which I didn't have any idea that Soggy Bottom um, has a, a flagship beer that's coconut. And so it's a toasted coconut porter. Um, it is, I don't know, 75 degrees out right now. It's wonderful. Uh, it is nice and cool, but in here it's also very comfortable. Um, this yeah, is a beer that I'm hitting me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, is, this is a beer that I could drink outside right now. I could drink, I could drink this walking around. If it was summertime at the beach, maybe not so much. But the fact that um, we're sitting inside, we're comfortable, we're just here having a good cast. I really love this beer, and I think it's it's fantastic. It's better than that. The one I always rave about is this the Kona. Uh, the what? The Kona. Oh, there's yeah. a Kona. Yeah. I think it's I always like feel like that misses in Kiki a, Brown. I think it's, it's like, called Kiki Brown. Yeah, and that's a brown ale, so it's going to have a lot of nuttiness to it. Mm. But man, this toasted coconut porter is incredible. It's it's really a good. It's it's not it's not light. And it's it's tacky, like it's it's, you, it's got a mouthfeel. It's got a mouthfeel. It has any bitterness to it at all? Not at all. No, not my opinion. No, no, it's, it's got it's, a dryness. It's got a good yeah. nose to it. It's got too, a dryness. Yeah, there's a dryness to it. So like when you sip it and then it's gone, it's literally gone. So what you're saying you know? is is that if anybody wants to find Donnie, he'll be here from now on. I mean, <laughs> yeah. just, just, like, just just smell it, Joe. Like there's a yeah, a, the, like the, co- the, the coconut's really on the nose. Oh, the coconut is. It's a really hundred percent. Like yeah. And the thing is, it's not a heavy beer either. Like, no, it's not, I, said, it's it's not, co- I didn't like say it was 5%. heavy. I was like, yeah. No, heavy. I mean, like, percentage-wise. Oh, yeah. well, it's I mean, not it, something it, that's going like, to be like um, Buffalo in the Snow or anything. Uh, Funky Buddha, uh, Last Snow, I mean, you know, where that's a coconut uh, stout. 
you know. Yep. Um, it's 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 more easy drinking. It definitely has a heaviness look to it. I mean, it's, oh, it's from it's looking at from here, it almost looks like the end of a Coke. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got that really dark. Yeah, it does. They definitely don't use any Warflock tablets. They just let the mouthfeel go with all the proteins and everything else. But it's really good. Yeah, I liked it, and I don't like a whole lot of like porters or anything like that. So <laughs> I was on board. I think the coconut makes it nice. No, and I've actually transitioned now into the Hoppy Haze. Have you guys had that one? Which one? Hoppy Haze. No. Uh, does anyone want to try it? I think that's what I'm drinking right now. Okay, I was about to say if yeah. you don't, if you want to try, it, we got taster cups here. I can pour somebody out if you guys want to try a little bit. Joe wants to try some. Lost ones try some. Absolutely, looks interesting. Yeah, it's actually a really good, well balanced. It's, uh, it's a little, IPA. it's a little citrusy, but I, it's a new, it's a hazy. That's most why. of that, yeah. yeah, most of that you're going to get from the citra hop or whatever hops they're using. Uh, probably, I would assume something in the C category. Yeah, uh, which will give you that citrusy sort of I just, connotation. It, it was sitting on the board the whole time, and I'm like, man, I just I, we would talk about hazies all day, and I like, I just wanted to try it. It really is a good light drinking beer, but still heavy with a mouthfeel. It's yep. very light. It's very bright. It has kind of a... It's a light bright. Light bright. Antiseptic <laughs> kind of finish to it where it kind of dries you out a little. But it's got overall, a good dry finish. I like that. Yeah, but overall, it's it's. I could drink this. This is good. It what's, does what's the ABV on it? I, I can't uh, six and a half yeah, or something like six. that. Yeah, I think six. That's very but reasonable. It, you know, I like beers that, that quench your thirst whilst also making it dry to make you want to drink more. Does that make I, sense? I, I love those dry I love those dry beers. That's why yeah. I was like, man, that's, and that I, usually I, the, comes from either the bitterness or the, the style of yeast that's being used. Yeah. The the coconut was dry and that's why I like that. And this yeah. is also very dry. This one this one kinda hits me a little interesting. I mean it's I don't know if I could drink this all day. <laughs> I don't think I could. Yeah, like, I enjoy it. I'm enjoy- well all right. You need to call me out but <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm enjoying the flavor of it but like I said, because it dries my mouth out so much, yeah. it seems like it's just encouraging you, like, have more. Exactly. That's, like, that's, that's my point. That. I but need it, no it, encouragement <laughs> there. So, But it, it's a good lingering bitterness, too. So, mm. like, there are some beers that are just overly bitter where you're just like, oh, all right, that's that's they can die down now. But, no, it's a good flavorful bitterness. So they, they do a really good job with this beer. Good. So I think overall, guys, just to, like, wrap it up for Soggy Bottoms and then our craft beer segment or our, our, our what are you drinking segment. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love this place. Good times. And, uh, I, I had, you know, the atmosphere is really good, too. Atmosphere is great. I had no idea that this place was, like, here, literally. And yeah. I didn't know yeah. the products. I didn't know what Kay was up to. But, man, I'm, I'm happy that we came here. Like, I, really I'm, glad, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I pushed this into it. I am, too. <laughs> I, am too. I think Cade pushed you into it. There's so many breweries in Dunedin. This is definitely one of the ones that's active and fun and really, really great environment. And yeah. if yeah. we make it to some of the other ones tonight, I think it would be really cool to share with some people. I gotta if make if we to don't make it to some of the ones, other ones tonight, yeah. I'm going to be a little disappointed. Yeah, that's, absolutely. <laughs> I hope we Caledonia all make it. is period. on the list. <laughs> Just want to throw I, that out there. I hope What's we that? all make it. He said he hopes uh, that we all make it, period. Oh, yeah. oh wow. <laughs> Just in general, really. Well, I Ubered, so we're good. Yeah. Right. I'm good. There we go. So in, in traditional f- fashion, because, again, this is, this is a modified Florida Craft Beer Day, we'll, we'll stick with the regular formula. But since we got Joe here, such a wealth of knowledge in our entertainment, movie, and, and TV news, Joe, kick us off with our, with our geek news segment, man. Let's get into it. Well, let's talk about the week in geek that's fit to speak, yeah? Let's talk about it. <laughs> I love so, it. Twig. So I thought uh, since we're talking about craft brew and we're talking about uh, all the wonderful things that are going on with, uh, today with the uh, Florida Craft Food Day, Florida Craft Brew Day, um, <laughs> I thought I'd throw out a little bit of factoids out there and see how you guys react to them. So um, I, I put together this interesting little list uh, that you all have in front of you of um, over 200 and I think it's 285 fictional beers that have shown up in film, television, uh, anime, a little bit of everything. And there's just some wonderful beers on here that have been brought up throughout movie and television history. And I just thought it'd be fun to kind of go through the list, take a look at some of these names. One of the ones that really jumps out at me is uh, Chango. Chango beer, which is also known as Cerveza Chango. And it's from El Mariachi. It's from From Dust Till Dawn, uh, Sin City, Grindhouse, Desperado. Uh, I, I love the idea of fictional beers, especially when that fictional beer becomes so popular, it actually becomes a real beer. Did, that became an actual real beer? So No, <laughs> I don't believe that one has, but there are a couple on the list that have become real beers. The, uh, the, a, a microbrewery picks them up, uh, a craft brewery picks them up, and they go, oh, we're just going to run with this name. We're going to make a Schrader Brow, yeah. which is from uh, Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad yeah. <laughs> the one I like to jump off the, t- the page right at me was Dharma Initiative Beer. 
Only what because Dharma Initiative beer from Lost. From Lost. Because Jenny, Jenny makes me watch Lost, I think, once every year. Every year, every 12 months, I have to watch the whole goddamn Lost. <laughs> the, the eight seasons or whatever the hell it is. I'm like, I don't know what it is, but I always remember that fact, that, that point when um, they grab that can of, of uh, Dharma Initiative beer out of the back of the VW bus. And they start drinking it. it just, they don't care. Sawyer and them are just drinking it. It's warm-ass beer. It's been 10 years old. It's just... <laughs> I'm like, that would be horrible, but I guess I would do that, too. <laughs> so I'm, the I'm thinking thing the, uh, the, the Paps Blue Robot. I'm a, <laughs> I, I, I do enjoy Futurama, but it's good to know that Well, Bender Bra. You missed yeah, the Bender Bra. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's I didn't see that. I didn't start on the Bs. I started on the, uh, the P, evidently. <laughs> that sounded bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan loves his Ps. Tying yeah. into Lost Beer, there was actually a second beer that showed up on Lost. And I'm, I'm looking at for it on the list. I'm having a really hard time finding it because there are just so many beers on the list. But there are actually two beers that came out of Lost. One of them was the uh, Dharma Initiative beer. I'm having a hard time finding the other one, but I definitely saw it on here. Somebody's like, going to yell at like, me. I also like Entdraught from Lord of the Rings. I mean, again, like that's just great. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> All those hobbitses getting hammered. Well, think about it, because they drank beer throughout that, that whole movie. That, like, especially, like I think it was like Return of the King, the last one with all the dwarves and stuff were drinking too. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. like like they were all right. drinking beer the whole time. Like, I mean, there's a lot of beer in media. Joe. Anything from Game of Thrones on here? Um, you know, there's not, and I just found that lost beer. It was actually called Polar Beer. Okay, oh, that's weird. Right. That's, oh, that's even rough on these ears. <laughs> The thing is, in, in Game of Thrones, to switch over to that, there wasn't as much beer as there was uh, wine and liquor you and meads. Right. So the, you're not going to see a lot of beer in a show like that. But probably what you are going to see is there was one, I believe, for the Ents that showed up in here. Was that the one that you just mentioned? Yeah, the end drought? Yeah, yeah, the end drought. <laughs> There's a couple of them that show up in here. Um, one of the ones that jumped out to me was this one that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to pronounce. It's from Mad Magazine. It's the... Heifer Schesen Heisen Brausen Duselbach. Your what hurts? Yes. <laughs> Is that the that safe one. word from... Uh, <laughs> yeah. from no, Euro but trip. it probably should be a safe word. <laughs> That's a callback. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. The green fairy. <laughs> God. Wow. That is going back. So there's some wonderful beers on this list. Uh, maybe we can figure out a way to, to post this up so everybody can enjoy it. There's there's everything from Old Dusseldorf, which was a Magnum P.I. one, oh, yeah. to Old Fortran Malt Liquor, which was a Futurama one. So there's there's a, a whole mix of flavors on here, and I think, it's a, I think it's fun to look at it and see what drives popular culture and what, what people are enjoying in television and movie, how that relates to craft brew. Yeah. I like the uh, the GTA 5 beer. That I'm part I of knew you were going to call that. Which well, one? The, there's six of them on the, there. Well, the, the, I believe it's... Duche. <laughs> How's that one go again? Yeah, douche. I'm going to call it douche. Um, gold. <laughs> because I've had several of them, never tasted one, but in the game, you get hammered off of them, and then you know, you, then you can't drive a car and fly a helicopter. Joe, really? you've you had know, a lot of douches. I, don't have oh, a, well. I didn't have the chance to, to scrub this, but do you have the one from Skyrim? Um, there are, I think, three of Whoa, them from Skyrim Joe. on the list. My man. Fantastic. I honestly do not know where they're at. Like I said, there are so many of them on here. Now, the one that just jumped out at me right now is Mudder's Milk. Mudder's Milk is from Serenity or, or Firefly. Okay. Now, that has actually been turned into by at least two breweries that I know of into an actual beer. Um, but uh, the Grand Theft one that sh jumps up to me automatically is the GTA San Andreas one, which is the lager beer. I have a question. Um, sure. So, in Star Wars, was blue milk no. intended to be a beer? No, it's not. It's okay. Not a beer, so and it's not. Alcoholic. I made a Belgium and called it we blue did. milk. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we did. For, for the, so I just was curious: was yeah. blue milk supposed to be a beer? So. so interestingly, to that, there is one drink from Star Wars. I think it came up, maybe in the novels. I don't think it was any, any of the movies. Hmm. Uh, so this would be like EU knowledge. But I believe there was an Alderanian ale. ale. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's from, it from the book Bloodline, actually. There you go. And that's, that's my favorite book of the Star Wars new canon. It's because it talks about Leia and her, her history of 
oh, I was the daughter of Darth Vader, and now I'm in uh, politics, and I'm this general and this leader, and how uh, polarizing that would be, right, if this was all reality, and, and there was a Darth Vader that was real, and then his daughter was running for politics, he'd be like, well, who the hell are you, Trump? <laughs> I mean, like, that's that's kind of like what it would what it would you know it was it was polarizing. So, but yeah, Alderanian ale, I believe, is what it was. And there was also a wine or something that came from Alderaan, but obviously the plant's been destroyed, so you can't get that anymore. But man, yeah, um, I wonder if George Lucas just decided, you know what, we're not gonna we're making a kids movie. We're not gonna get the kids drunk on wine and ale. And <laughs> <laughs> but there was one, and then in Galaxy's Edge, there's two or three. Oh there's gosh, the rogue. Yeah. Rogue Squadron, or no, Rogue Gold. Gold, gold Squadron. Gold Squadron. Now, gold you squadron. mentioned those before in the podcast. How many of those are made by local craft breweries, and how many of those come from, like, a national brand? So oh. one of them actually comes from here. Not here, but Dunedin, I believe. I forget which one it is. Uh, thank God you finished that question that way. I thought you were going to say, how many did you have during that cast? We'll say, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, um, like, I mean, many. how many is less than seven? <laughs> how many is less than seven? <laughs> So I actually have a, a fun little fact here uh, related to Star Wars. Believe it or not, just follow me to the end. Oh, we believe it. Star Wars is everywhere. <laughs> so, um, oh, wow, my note just completely disappeared, but you just <laughs> run with me. So in 1977, there's this wonderful little movie release called Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey and the Bandit is a story about a man, the bandit, uh, taking a truck on the run uh, from one state to another and loaded onto that truck is Coors Light, I believe. Is that correct? <laughs> oh. Does anybody remember? Anybody yeah. Remember? Oh, yeah. 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 So what's interesting about this is this movie cost $43 million to make. Um, uh, it ended up making $300 million in the box office in 1977 and would have been the top movie of 1977 if it wasn't for this little nothing film that came out called Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah, right. But yeah, uh, Smoking the Bandit was the number two film in 1977. Whoa, wait, 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 hold on. So Smoking the Bandit came out the same year as Star Wars? <laughs> yes. Oh, Absolutely. news to me. One of them's got far better, like, you know. Doesn't doesn't Smoking the Bandit seem like an 80s movie to you? It does. Oh, yeah. Not I, I've actually never seen it. Really? What? Yes. Wow. That is a decision. I would never encourage it. It's a fantastic Is it film? on your Plex? It, oh, we don't talk about Joe Plex. <laughs> <laughs> delete, delete, delete. Delete, delete, delete. Oh, God. But yeah, Control probably all it is. Delete. <laughs> uh, I have a fun story about Star Wars. Uh, recently, I was talking about Star Wars with some of my buddies, and uh, my buddy informed me that back when he was a child in the 70s, around 78, I guess, 77, 78, something like that, uh, his mother wanted to surprise him with a T-shirt, and they weren't exactly the most well-off, so my buddy Lorenzo, he was awarded by his mother a Space Wars shirt. Oh, Space wow. Wars? Which was very close in <laughs> almost all aspects, but it kind of it rings true with this list of knockoff beers that don't exist because neither does Space Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, was my buddy disappointed. But I guarantee you that Space Wars like the worst Christmas ever. Yeah. Worth so much money now. Space Wars. Space Wars. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes the knockoff stuff is worth just as much as the, excuse me, as much as the real thing. I don't know. And it's it's one of those things. It's, nostalgia. It's, it's the nostalgia of it. It's there is the a cult uh, related to Star Trek. There was uh, a lot of merchandise made uh, for the Star Trek TV show in the late '60s, and one of them was a Star Trek helmet. And this was basically like a Bell's helmet style white construction helmet that you would wear on a bike. The only thing is it's got this red reflector light on the top like a cop lamp, right? And, and this was Star Wars themed for some reason. It's somebody thought, oh, Star Wars, red light. Oh, that clicks all the buttons right now. <laughs> It has nothing to do with Star Trek whatsoever. I've said Star Wars three times. It has nothing to do with Star Wars. <laughs> we weren't going to correct Star you, but... Yeah, he's calling himself out. Space he's Wars. Not, yeah, it's a Space Wars moment right there. Space Treks. Are you sure you your third beer? I'm not, I'm not sure. You, uh, I'm on three. I'm on four. I'm on 17. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> on the floor. I'm still drunk from last night. It's okay. Oh, um, but there is a lot of stuff like that, a lot of merchandising like that, that has really nothing to do with it, but is worth a ridiculous amount of money today because nostalgia. People are willing to spend the ridiculous amounts of money associated with that little click of knowledge that kicks in the I'd spend a lot of money to see a picture of my buddy Lorenzo with a St Space Wars shirt on and everyone just <laughs> scoffing at him. <laughs> I would too, because I know Lorenzo. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so, so to lean into 
movies um, in honor of Florida Craft Beer Day. I, I, I kind of want to ask the question that comes up a lot from a show called or a movie called High Fidelity, uh, which is based on a book, High Fidelity, which brings up the concept of top five films because I'm one of those people that. When somebody asks me, what's your favorite movie? Well, I can't choose my favorite movie. That's impossible. I, I literally had this, I had this discussion on Friday at work. It was like it was impossible to decide. Yeah. Although, if but, I had but, to pick one, oh. it would probably be Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. You, wow, really? I know you love yeah. that movie quite <laughs> I a bit. I love the reboot, too. Yeah, absolutely. I did love the reboot. <laughs> my daughter, my youngest daughter, loves the reboot. <laughs> oh boy. So, yeah. So, so I'm it, not dead. But for most people, it's really hard for somebody to pick out their favorite film. So I, I lean into High Fidelity and their choice of top five lists, quote unquote. So the, the idea is that you come up with an idea and you look at the top five movies, television, music, whatever, of that idea. So I'm going to throw out one today and say top five movies that involve beer. And I'm going to start this off really quick. I'm going to say that one of my top five movies that involve beer is a movie called Strange Brew. Has anybody seen Strange Brew? No. I have not. No, I've not. Uh, all right, so I'm getting a little esoteric on this I've, one. I've, I've, I've made a few Strange Brews, but... Yes, uh, you so, have. So Strange Brew is, I believe, early 80s, late 70s, I don't remember which, um, starring Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas. No, okay. not Dave okay. Thomas from, from Wendy's. Wendy's. Oh, Dave man. <laughs> Both of them were on a show called SCTV or Second City TV. They're really which good on can, Twitter, by the way. And they played these two <laughs> drunk Canadians who would do like a cable access television show. Well, it was popular enough that they turned it into a movie about uh, uh, these two guys that were trying to get free beer from the brewery by... Uh, raising a mouse inside of a bottle and turning it into the brewery and say, hey, we found a mouse in your bottle, give us free <laughs> beer, and they figured they get free beer for life. And it turns into a very slapstick comedy, because that's not slapstick enough. <laughs> turns into a very silly, silly comedy about a brewery fighting back against a little man. At the end, they win, they get all the free beer for life. But it is one of those movies, when I think about movies and I think about beer, that's one of the movies I think of instantly. Rick Moranis doing the do 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 It cracks me up every single time. So, so what do you guys consider some of your favorite beer um, movies? Does old school count? Absolutely. Old school counts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. School what counts. about Hangover? Hangover well, counts. Let's talk, about, let's talk about old school for a minute. Are you, I assume you're referring to the Will Ferrell scene. Absolutely. <laughs> sitting with the chug. And Absolutely. And then he goes delicious. up to the quad to the gymnasium. Once it hits the lips, it's delicious. Once <laughs> <laughs> it hits the lips, it's delicious. Come on, honey, we're going. <laughs> Is so, KFC still open? Or was it Taco Bell? I can't so do you know? I think it was KFC. KFC. It was yeah, KFC. yeah I, I nailed that. Um, so I would go old school. I would go uh, hangover. Um, so Hangover, do you consider that a beer movie or is that more of a liquor movie? I mean, movie? they were hungover. More of a drug movie. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You know what? The beer was involved. Yeah, my... Alcohol was involved. This is true. So yeah. has to be. I, I, would, I, I wouldn't put blow into that. But <laughs> no, I have three. I have blow, three good ones. Bl All right. Blow was one of my other favorite movies, but there was some alcohol involved in that. So I would <laughs> lean into what you were saying with old school, and I would call out Beer Fest in a yeah. heartbeat. Beer that's Fest. You know, go. That's beer one fest, movie yeah. I haven't seen. Oh, really? Oh, my Not goodness. the whole way Oh, you should it's definitely so go yeah, out you have to. That go out and hot. see that film. It's fantastic. <laughs> I, I need to. I'm, I'm it's pretty from sure. the guys that did uh, 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 Super Troopers. It's from the and the, Super uh, Troopers uh, too. Group, <laughs> and Super Troopers too. <laughs> comedy group called Broken Lizard. Definitely recommend. Yeah. I'm yeah. highly put, recommend. I'm going to put Joe on point here and throw a really weird one out. Shawshank Redemption. There was beer. It's a beer movie. Yeah. Because there's Andy a Dufresne. scene where they go on top, of the roof. on top of the roof and oh, they have beers. Oh, they had a beer. On the roof. Yeah. And that, okay, I lied. Jane Silent Bob is not my my favorite movie. Shawshank Redemption. Oh, Shawshank's your favorite movie. Favorite movie. That, that gives me the warm and tingly. Yeah. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption is my favorite movie. My number Andy two. Dufresne. I said I had three. Andy. I do a good Morgan Freeman. You do. You do. <laughs> You're gonna get hired for Morgan Freeman voiceovers. As long as, as, long as they um, only say Andy. Andy. <laughs> Last uh, one. I got one for you. Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Uh, I would absolutely agree. Because uh, so him and Hermione are in that bar and they're drinking beer the whole time. Oh, it's butter the butter beer. beer. The butter, butter beer. beer. That's Which, on this list. Is I believe it is. Butter beer butter is, on, beer. The yeah, is yeah, on the list. I saw that. Butter beer. Harry should Potter it be on the list? Because it is real now. I've actually universal. had butter beer. Yeah. And um, it's not alcoholic at Universal. Well, it's not. You should make it, Ryan. You should. It's 
very cream so, based, I believe. <laughs> so it's probably a cream ale. Yeah, it, I believe it is. Yes. That would I, make sense. I, I would be very concerned I don't like cream about ales. that. <laughs> I really don't like cream ales. I mean, it's good. I don't know. I've had it in it's two different creamy. locations. I have one authorized, one unauthorized. But. I mean, a cream ale seems like it would be very easy to, I mean, excuse the stretch, but curdle. Like, yeah. It seems like you could really mess I mean, that up you very easily. I, it's, it's just the the way it's done. Um, they have a few curdles but, to jump but over, but if yeah. you want to make a true butter <laughs> beer, you could have some uh, uh, you could have some off flavors, which actually show up as as butter. It'll taste like butter popcorn. If you have off flavors, that's kind of what beer, it tastes like. <laughs> if you have off flavors in a beer, it tastes like butter popcorn. So there, I'm sure there is some sort of way to make that. And then have an off-flavored beer, which is actually categorized as a butter beer, which is actually a good beer because it's not off-flavored, even but, though it is. But do you actually you want butter? butter in your beer? No. no, I would never put butter yeah, in I my beer. I think it's just that, it's that texture. The that oils from the oh, butter, the, 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 you would, yeah. the oils from the butter, and first off, it's not going to give any sugars, but the oils from the butter would have no head retention whatsoever. Okay, so I, so I promised three. The last okay. one I have is Jaws. Yeah. There's a scene where Hooper sit on the back of the boat. He's talking to Richard Driver. <laughs> <laughs> and he's looking at Richard Driver, and he just crushes. He slugs the beer. He oh, crushes yeah. it, and he drops it on the back of the yep. boat. Agreed. Absolutely. Eyes black. One more time. Give us a fresh eyes. Eyes black as a doll's eyes. Sort of. So, yes. so let me throw this out here. Does anybody know what the earliest movie ever made? Having Reef a beer was with a beer. Oh. Was that train coming directly at the camera? Was that l- hauling beer? <laughs> That's Buster Keaton, which is actually really close. But oh, no. no. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> no, but I have to drink to watch that. So okay. <laughs> I love that movie. It's I, one of my it's favorites. A, it's a great movie. Easily. No, so there was even, a, even in these PC times, Blazing, Blazing Saddles is still a great movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's the answer? I don't know. Uh, so there was a movie that came out in 1897. <laughs> wow. That's called convenient. Old Man Drinking a Glass of Beer. Huh. That was no lies. This is a, it was thirty five seconds long. Yes, and is that it really was, a movie though. It was well. All right, so we can we can did run I with pay, that, and that's why you I were pay close a nickel with to watch a man drink a beer for thirty five seconds. Maybe so. So the idea was that the man would drink a beer, and as he drank more, his facial expressions would change more and more. And because it's eighteen ninety seven, that was quote unquote a big deal. Um, but to lean into the Buster Keaton. Um, the first real quote-unquote uh, quote beer movie. I hate saying quote-unquote, but it is what it is. It was a movie called What? No Beer? Made in 1933. It starred Buster Keaton and Jimmy Durante. They were two guys who started a brewery after falsely believing that prohibition had been repealed, and they ended up in trouble with the mob. So basically it's oh, cool. like hmm. that, uh, 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 not Matt Damon. Who's the other... Ben Affleck? It was that Ben Affleck, Affleck movie Stephanie about Affleck. Prohibition that came out a few years ago, which I don't uh, remember the name because I Ben Affleck I never was watched. the bomb in Phantom. Yes, he was. <laughs> God. Was like a motherfucker. It was like, oh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, one more, one more, one last one comes yes. to mind. Super bad. Super right, bad. Yeah. A movie, oh, a movie oh, not necessarily beer. about oh, beer, yeah. Yeah, but a about movie beer. about chasing beer, yeah. about about like, seeking the beer. He's like, it's fine. I, just, I poured it out. I put it in green beer. I thought you, Becca, I thought you'd love it. I thought you, 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 you would love it. You would love it. Got that for show. Got that for show. I'm talking back at her stupid fucking friends. God, just come on. I'll be the Iron oh, Chef of Pounding American Bash. American Pie. American Pie, not very American much pie. a beer. A lot of beer. A lot of beer. Chugging beer is a high school. Yeah. yeah. Which we don't encourage on this podcast. I mean, we all did. 21 and up. No, me. <laughs> that's right. I don't. Even, I didn't know anything about beer until I was twenty-one. Uh-huh. Well, that was um, that was a fun little segment. <laughs> uh, there is there is one more show though. Oh, hit me. Drunk history. Yeah. Drunk yeah. history yeah. is definitely a salute. Drunk though. history. I do believe that is much more of a Doesn't matter. liquor salute. It's probably than it yeah. is a beer salute. It's probably depending on choice. <laughs> it's a love of, letter of to beer. We'll yes. just give it that. It's yeah. a love letter to beer. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to throw these last two out before we move on. The, uh, these are two documentaries that came out that deal specifically with craft brewing. One came out in 2009. It's called Beer Wars. The other one is called Blood, Sweat, and Beer, and it came out in 2015. Interesting. Both of them talk about uh, craft brewing and how it has changed and evolved over the years. Um, Blood, Sweat, and Beer, which is the later one, um, doesn't necessarily talk directly about the history of it as much as starting a business and 
starting a business and growing as a brewery, okay. what are the challenges that you run into? You know, what's it like to start a business in 2015 as a brewery? One of the challenges I had that is oddly reminiscent is a, a horrible bike ride incident where I had blood, sweat, and beer. <laughs> but it was fine. It was, uh, yeah, not allowed back at that CVS. Well, jeez. <laughs> I have a buddy of mine that every time he goes biking up in Croom, which is a little bit north of... Uh, 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 Florida, Brooksville. Okay. For, for those, yeah, for those guys, Florida, a little bit north of Brooksville. It's an area called Croom. He goes biking up there. Whenever they're on a bike and they quote unquote hit a tree, they always call it hitting, getting attacked by a bear, getting mauled by a bear, <laughs> mauled by a bear. Yeah. So every like time it. they hit a tree, it's like, oh yeah, mauled by a bear. <laughs> I love this segment. This is great. This is really good. <laughs> yeah, Covering a lot of angles here. <laughs> well, I think we've covered a lot of ground, but Joe. What else in your um, in your you know toolbox do you have for us today? Or you feeling I good? mean, I've got yeah no. I, uh, so if you want a couple numbers really quick, sure. Um, fake beers again. Going back to this list, there were some interesting numbers on this. So of this list, sixteen beers were featured on The Simpsons. <laughs> Ten oh, of those were Duff. Duff. Yeah. Six of those were competitors of, Bruff, <laughs> of Duff. Excuse me. Yeah. That's wild. Like, how would you make so? You, the Simpsons claim to they seem to like claim everything early. Like, they, they just well, they do, do stuff. They, Simpsons did it. Yeah, they're they're well. They, they they are really good at predicting the future. They're good as man. That's just what it is. Yeah. Well, speaking of predicting the future, Futurama, they also had six beers. Huh. Yeah. Popped up. I believe there was one that was a uh, uh, Bender Brew. Bender Brew. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, that yeah. one. That one. Yep. Um, yeah, there, there were several on there that I found. It's it's a, it's a pretty unique list. We'll find a way. If nothing else, what we'll do is we'll post it to the, um, the awesome. Facebook group. We'll, yeah. do, we'll put it on Craft Brews and Geek News, uh, the Facebook group. So if you guys or maybe a link there. to the original article that I found. Because yeah. honestly, this is not a list that I compiled. This was this was something that I found that somebody that makes else a lot, compiled. That makes a lot of sense. It's a yeah. good list, though. I like Sam Adams' head from Futurama. <laughs> <laughs> pretty solid. Just, and I'm sure it was just a tap. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 pretty great. It's gross. So, <laughs> and SNL, Saturday Night Live, did several spoofs as well. Yeah. They've done nine beer commercials in their history, a couple of which are on this list as well. Um, what really piqued my interest, because I'm a movie guy, was that there is um, 11 beer brands created by a group called ISS. This is a... Uh, props production company. What they do is they service Hollywood. Whenever Hollywood needs a prop for a film or a television show, they are the go-to guys. If you have something in your script that you imagine, they will create it for you. Hmm. But a lot of times somebody says, well, I need a beer in the scene. Well, they don't want to pay Budweiser if they don't have to, or they want to have to pay a craft brewer if they don't want to. They don't have to. They don't want to put out money that they don't have to. So instead of uh, using existing beer, they'll make a barely close one. So, yeah, like, yeah. you may have seen that in the X-Files where instead of Marlboros, it's Marley cigarettes, right? Yeah. It's the same concept in film. So there are two production companies that most of Hollywood goes to. One is ISS. Um, they have created 11 beer brands for Hollywood in the last 30-some-odd years. The older one is Earl Hayes Press. They've been around for almost 100 years, if I'm correct, and they've put out 40 beer brands. And what's interesting is you can actually see these beers get crossover use. So they oh, yeah. make the beer for this one movie, and then they're like, well, we've got the bottles. Let's use it for these six other films. Nobody's going to notice, except people notice. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is good. And it's, it, you've got such a wealth of knowledge of like the, the movie scene. This inter- you, just, you just love this stuff, don't you, Jeff? I love movies. Yeah. I love television. It's, it's what entertains me. I, I have a lot of fun. I am a cinemaphile down to my soul. I, I really enjoy this stuff. And I love, I love little trivia and little facts. It, yeah. it's, it entertains me a lot. And so I love sharing that information with people and showing them that movies can be more than just the surface value. It can be what's buried underneath and just little things in a shot like a, like a bottle of beer. Yeah, sitting in the has corner. a whole sure. story behind it that you may not realize yeah. that is just as entertaining as the film that it showed up in. Yeah, I love it. And I love listening awesome. to Joe talk too. I like did too. He's, no, he's, he's a great. wealth of information. I try not to go on too much. Yeah. But. <laughs> no, you're fine. We'll cut like, you off. Joe's <laughs> Joe's like wealth of, of like love and knowledge of like inter- the overall entertainment industry is like why I, why I enjoy Star Wars so much because like I get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You can you can piece things together from books and, and novels and stories. 
and I'm not like um, like a guy that has to sit there and analyze everything, but I love to just ingest all of it yeah. and then make like, oh, there's the connection, there's the tie, there's the thread that kind of feeds through, and that's why I love it the so much. The silver lining. The silver lining, yeah, and that's, well, it's not necessarily always a silver lining, it's just the thread that, that right. it continues the story, and that's why like, I love going to Galaxy's Edge and trying all this stuff out, so I, I, you know, that's my passion, but, but Ryan, it's just like you and beer. I mean, you you came to love it. Now tell about your your passion there, and then last will end on you. <laughs> oh boy, my love for beer. Yeah, oh, I well, think what, that speaks for itself. In, in your journey over the last five years, I mean, it's this is Florida Craft Beer Day you know? for all for all it's, it, intents you know, and purposes. It's, it's, it's changed my life. It's it's given me um, a really awesome hobby that I can focus in on, and you know, it's it's. Uh, uh, been doing a lot of the house lately, so it's it's been a minute. But I've 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 been able to share that that love through my beer, yeah, to other people. You know what I'm saying? Like I I can either take it to brew and we can do a charitable cause, or, um, you know, different beer events where it's it's benefiting something. And and that's really one of the coolest things ever is to see people appreciate and love and know that it's going to a good cause. Yeah. So I can't no. wait to uh, actually get back to brewing. Oh. Oh, we got a we got a special guest speaker. We got Cade back on the mic here for a few seconds. And for all the ladies out there, he is wearing a kilt. We we don't know if he's uh, we don't know if he's got anything underneath it. We don't want to find out. Um, so Cade, give we're, we're wrapping up, man. So like, what do you lo- what do you love about craft beer, Cade? Uh, the uh, the fact that there's literally something for anyone, no matter. Anyone who says, like, oh, I can't stand craft beer. No, you just haven't had something that has, doesn't fit your palate yet. So, I mean, True. there's such a wide variety, especially with, uh, with IPAs, with, with Saison especially. I'm a very big fan of farm style. Yep. Uh, especially then you got sours. Sours are coming on big in Florida now, and I'm super excited about it. Belgium's. Uh, the uh, first one I ever had was probably 10 years ago in Gainesville. It was the Duchess de Bourgognier, and it was like you took two, like, pieces of balsamic vinegar and put in the back of my throat yeah that's I, horrible i nearly I died <laughs> no yeah no i nearly died so now i love sours uh goes especially uh anything light especially the cucumber or anything like mint like that it makes me want to go mow the yard yeah so <laughs> it's, like it's, it's a, they're great yard working so beers. if there's one thing i would say is that the fact that it's a variety it's something for everybody and when you're drinking a craft beer especially from an establishment like ours or like anywhere in dunedin Woodwright, Caledonia, uh, CUNY, even House of Beer, even Dunbrew that started everything, wrapped down the way. Put those two places on the map in Florida and Tampa Brewing, Absolutely. 100%. It's, you know you're, you're drinking not just a beer, but you're drinking someone's passion. Yeah. And so there's a lot to go into something like that, and it really kind of builds on the, the mystique and the aura of like what craft beer really can bring to somebody. So anybody that says they haven't had a cr- good craft beer, it's like, no, you just haven't had the right one. Yeah, I, I agree. I like and Kate, Kate like we're that. actually we're going to wrap it up really quickly. Is yep, there, I is go there, pour beer in a second. So great. Is there anything for, from the brewery? Can we find it on, on social, on the website? Or is there anything you guys are pushing, yeah, events uh, coming up, anything like that? Let us know, yeah, please. Uh, our three anniversary is going to come up in uh, April. Uh, we actually got a calendar. I'll get there April 14th. Uh, we're going to put stuff on that. Soggy Bottom Brewing. It's on Facebook. Uh, we do have an Instagram handle, hashtag Soggy Bottom Brewing. Uh, feel free. Every time you want to pop in here, tag something like that. We'll bring it up. We'll throw a beer at you. We'll throw stickers at you. I ain't sure. I'll show you my kilt. I don't care. <laughs> so, well, you've heard it here, ladies. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Single. <laughs> Definitely trying to mingle. So. Thank you, Kay. We appreciate yeah, you, sir. I, I might wear Woo! a kilt, too. Thank you, Kay. <laughs> Thank you, Kay. It does wonders. <laughs> it does wonders. All right. So. That's a tough act to follow. Am I? Am I? Well, oh, yeah, right. I, I needed new, uh, something new to celebrate in April. So, <laughs> well, we need we need to take Kate. We got to we got to take Kate when we can. So. Absolutely. So, Mr. Lossman, yeah, like um, anything stringing about about, uh, about the dialogue we've had about your passions and things like that. I mean, I just like the journey. Like this yeah. has just been really really fun. I mean, before all of this, um, and before even getting anywhere near into craft beer or anything like that, like. I wouldn't have dreamed about going to craft or you know uh, Great American Beer Festival. I would never think about doing things and seeing places like Soggy Bottom or some of the other places that we've had, and uh, you know the Craft Beer Day. So I mean, it's just been really, really fun. It's been fun learning. It's been fun trying things and getting to know good people and really passionate it's people. Been a lot of a lot of nights with Natty Light. <laughs> no, 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 not less. Not one less. of those. No, no, yeah. no. Like years ago, before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Smash no. beers, yeah. And yeah. Southpaw. Oh yeah. 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 So I'm glad those days are behind those me. Those days uh, are behind us. Yeah. So now, now I appreciate the the hops. Yeah. Now I'm drinking beer in my closet at home. So <laughs> really moving better. up in the world. <laughs> yep. Still no garage. Drinking in the closet and just having a great time. <laughs> so. At least you're not crying. No. <laughs> that's that's later. <laughs> no, and it's fantastic. And and just to to, to bring it home, you know. I 
I, I again, I, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate being here. This has been something that I have obviously been passionate about for the last five years. We established at the top of the uh, the show here, so I think it's very exciting. And, and I just, you know, every day that we do something like this, I learn a little bit, I grow a little bit, things get a little different, and we have a little bit more fun. So absolutely, um, I just think this has been just so much fun. That's uh, uh, just what it is. So, Joe, I'm so happy that you joined the team. I'm, I'm happy that you're here with us. Uh, um, yeah, thank you so much for having me, guys. I'm course. having an absolute blast. I've been able to actually talk with you guys and catch up a little bit. <laughs> you're, it's on been your, fantastic. you're on your 20th episode coming up, just so you know. Am like, I really? Yeah, 20 wow, weeks. Just really? Yeah. Wow. Joe's, Joe's been when you kick him out once a week, you start losing count. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm yeah. having an absolute for, blast. I'm, what, I'm five having, months? Wow. I'm having so much fun talking with you guys. I'm having so much fun putting this information out for people. I'm glad that everybody's receiving it uh, and, and enjoying it. Uh, I'll keep doing it as long as you guys keep listening. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So and, then, thank, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to join you guys today. I'm having sure. an absolute blast. I think we should do it all the time. I see a bunch of empty glasses here, so oh, obviously yeah. we're at the end. But empty, give us, empty, give us empty, one empty. more cheers, guys, just for Florida Craft cheers. Beer Day. Woo! Again, this is Florida Craft Beer Day. It is February 15th, 2020, which is crazy. Five years. Man, five years. It is nuts. We are at Soggy Bottom Brewing. This is a wonderful place. Come see Cade. Come drink some of his awesome beer. Guys, any other closing comments before we leave? Excuse me. You actually find us now at craftology.com. Um, you can find me, Donnie, at uh, Brew Mattress Club on Twitter. Actually, it's Craft Brews and Geek News now on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. It's the whole gambit. So that's where you can find me. Ryan, where can they find you? You guys can find me at BroodBoy813 on Instagram and Twitter. And um, just a special thank you to all the people that helped me in my brewing journey. Got Chris from 610. You got Tim from Craft Life. uh, Dave and Mike Dyer over at TVBC. Got Mike Vetter over at Vetter Brew. I mean, you guys have just been instrumental to to, to guiding me. And, of course, I would be absolutely remiss if we did not thank the one, the only, Donnie, no, it's for all bringing good, us man. to the podcast. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Donnie. It's a team effort. To, to bringing us team together, effort. to keeping us together. Like I mean, literally, we yeah. get together every other week, and you know, in our busy lives, we get to to talk to each other and 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 really connect with not just ourselves, but with other people. And it's a it's a really cool thing. Yeah. So thank you, Donnie. Thank you for that, Mr. Lastman. Where can find you? I thought for a second he was going to bring, mention Bows, and I was about to say you <laughs> get that son of a bitch <laughs> out of this Bows. thing. That I don't want to talk to that. I haven't heard of him in a while. Yeah. How's he doing? You know who you are, Bows. Yeah. No one wants to hear from you. <laughs> oh yeah, but no, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I can be found uh, on Twitter at Mr. Lastman. I'm trying to tweet always. <laughs> and Mr. Joe, where can the kids find you? Uh, so if you want to reach out to me, you can find me on the Craft Roos and Geek News Facebook group. Um, if you want to reach out to me directly and tell me I'm doing a horrible job, you can <laughs> reach out to me at joe at smartfusionstudios.com. And that's Twitter, about it. any socials? No, I ignore that. All right. Good for you. <laughs> that's so don't I even try it. it. I don't. I don't. I give up on it completely. Yeah. Well, and as we end every single show, this being a very special 2020 Florida Craft Beer Day, as we say at the end of every episode, Joe. Five years, five beers. <laughs> I like it. I like that was it. good. That was good. All right. That's it. Awesome. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers! This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Listen, we get the Craft Brews and Geek News show is way better than it ought to be. If you'd like to learn more about other shows that we have on our network, please subscribe to the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more.